black magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine Greetings and blessings. Ekabo. We give thanks and honor to the many goddesses that have lived before us and that gave birth to the one. We give thanks and offerings to the ocean which carried life first. We give thanks to the sky, the moon, the sun, and the stars for lifting us up and keeping us in this frame called orbit. And we give thanks to Mother Earth for all that we receive in the way of our substance. Thank you for giving us everyday magic, and most of all, thank you for giving us the hostess, Nadia Amone Ashe. Got it? Ashe. Ashe. Good evening, Queen Mother. How are you? I am magnificent. I am magnificent. I am so honored to be a part of everyday magic. It's been a dream come true, and um, you you definitely are gifted and talented, and I just give thanks because your magic is something that's inspirational. I know it has inspired me, and I give thanks for you. Thank you. Uh I don't know what to say to that. You know, that kind of talk makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, all you got to say I'm a is what you going to the best of those that surround me, those that had a I hand in, in, you know, my maturing. So, you know, I give thanks for that, and I give thanks for you and everyone that's going to be joining us this evening. I'm excited to learn and share and all those good things tonight. Hopefully, everything will go a little bit better technically this evening than, you know, what happened last night. I do want to say that if there's any type of problems that um, I talked to John Sweet, Vice President of Operations, Technical Operations, and he said just uh, shoot him an email from the help section where it's on chat. Okay. And let them know that um, he he told that he said they need to check it now while we're in real time because that should not happen on, on the occasion when we are doing our show. They said they fixed the problem a couple of days ago. Okay. Look, that should not happen again. So that's a blessing. Okay. But uh, you said something fact, earlier I asked for you to share regarding Mercury. Oh, I say, this has been a tremendous uh, time of uh, miscommunication, uh, misdirected efforts. Things have gone wrong. This is like when all hell breaks loose. When Mercury goes retrograde, you have big bills come in that you've never seen before. You have money going out your hands so fast. You you might have got it in, but it came right back out as fast. 
is the time when your communications is all off. Mercury is the planet of communication, and when it's going backwards, which retrograde means backwards, that means it's upsetting the apple cart. Everything is upside down, so I say it is like that. And as you know, I have to leave and go, yes, you mm-hmm. have a I mean, it's practice. I'm going to get them now. Okay. So I am getting ready to leave, uh, Queen, and I need to go get my grandson. So I will um, be listening, but I'm going to turn the board over to you. Okay, we look forward to your son. Okay, I shall. Well, good evening, everyone. I want to first thank you for joining me this evening. Um, Queen Mother Ear, she'll be back with us uh, hopefully soon before the end of the show. And as inexperienced as I am, I'm going to give it a go with the switchboards this evening with the calls. Um, I spent a lot of time last week talking about uh, my perception of what magic is and things of that nature. So this week I'm going to open the board up pretty early uh, to questions and discussions, and hopefully we can get into specifics, like different things that we do on a daily basis and the things that we work with as far as trying to achieve our goals. Um, Again, I want to just state that um, there is no right or wrong here in this forum of chat as far as how you practice or what you perceive to work for you the things that agree with you and your spirit and that you vibrate with. So um, feel free to share whatever you would like with the rest of us. Um, I ask that everybody be respectful to each other, you know, and just open to the dialogue as we chat and go into different things. Um, So tonight, again, let's touch on the different magic that we invoke in our everyday lives, be be it, you know, deliberately or unbeknownst to you, and see if we can kind of bridge some of the gaps between the different cultures and races and religions and theories and all these different things, because we really have more in common than we would like to think. So, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start taking callers on, because an hour really isn't that long to discuss these type of things. I'm going to start off with 720. Good evening, 720. Hello, good evening. Peace and blessings. My name is Michelle. Oh, greetings, Michelle. I'm so glad you called back. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> nice to meet How you. How are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? Um, everything is going beautiful this evening. We're here, we're able to share. Um, were you able to get any clarity on your question from last week? Um, yes, actually, I sure did. And I also got the um, prayer that you sent me. Oh, great. Thank you. Great. Um, so talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Um do you use magic in anything that you do during your day? Um, I didn't know that I was, but that's what I've kind of been learning is that, um, yeah, I have been. 
and now I'm kind of trying to um, intentionally, you know, um, use like natural herbs and um, mm-hmm. crystals to kind of enhance um, prosperity and abundance. And okay. I think um, I think it's definitely working because I have I'm planning on starting a business, and mm-hmm. I have an appointment on Sunday with the gentleman that's supposed to be helping me, you know, to get financing to do it. And then I just randomly met another gentleman last night through um, a synchronistic encounter, and he also is interested in helping me to be able to get financing for the business also. So I definitely, you know, see that it's working, and I've only been doing it for quite a short while. Right. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. That is when I get so excited when people come into their own and they're aware of it, you know, because the more you're aware of what it is that you are directly affecting, the more it's likely that you'll be successful in your endeavors because yeah. you're coming into your own power. So I'm really great about that. Um, I'm not going to do it at this very moment, but you might want to stay on because I do have a couple of names of some people where you might want to pick up their books. Okay. And it it just gives you, you know, a better in-depth look into things. Um, It touches more on different forms of magic when you're working with different energies. Should you choose to work with deities, it gives you a little bit more about that. So um, I'll be putting some names out there later on in case anyone wants to start to maybe get some literature on these things, because I very much advocate um, having some type of academic studies in this field so that you know what you're getting into and you know what you're working with. Thank you for calling, Michelle. You're welcome to stay on the line. Yes, I definitely. I'll just have you, okay? Thank you. Okay, I'm going to take an 843 number. Oh, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I, I was just—I was doing good, enjoying the show. Okay. Is there anything particular you would like to share or ask about? Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with like any uh, rituals to get like your power back? People have done things to you. Hmm. Um. Well, there's different things that you can work with. When you say your power, well, are you just I'll, talking I'll, about your energy in general? Do you have something where someone is tapping into your energy? Well, I, I heard someone mention this on another show, and I, I guess I came in on the tail end of it, and I wanted to hear more about it. Like, uh, I can't remember the show, mm-hmm. but a, a woman was telling somebody she needs to do a ritual to get her power back. Hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you honestly, from my point, I've never really dealt with the specific spell for getting your power back because I'm not familiar with someone taking away your ability to practice magic. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I am aware of drains, like different things that drain you, Uh your energy, which may hinder you in your pursuit of practicing magic. But I personally don't think that anyone or anyone can take away something that they did not um, give you. Okay, I understand. So 
Um, I couldn't really tell you something for that in particular, but I could um, maybe suggest things to you as far as blocking uh, blocking oh, intrusion. I, I, I just need I, I don't really need anything for it. Nobody's trying to mess with me. I was just trying to get a better understanding of what I heard. But my question for you would be, uh, how do you find out who your spiritual parents are? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? How do you find out, find out who your spiritual parents are? Spiritual parents are? Yes. Well, I would assume you're working with your ancestors, your right. lineage, having some knowledge of those things. Um, besides the practical, of course, researching, you know, through family. I have rituals I do where um, mostly it entails using music or working with different uh, plant bases and different oils that I use to tap in. Now, what I'm saying is not something that I necessarily found in a book. It's kind of a compilation of different things that I read and things that just come to me through intuition. And um, what I'll do, I'll burn certain oils combined with certain prayers. Um, You have to really test these different substances or objects to see what vibrates with you. So I can tell you, like, I like to use um, frankincense. I like to use myrrh. I like to use patchouli. Um, it, It really, I like to use lavender. Different scents put me in a certain state when I'm concentrating and when I'm praying. And through that, I'll come in contact with different uh, spiritual guides. Now, I don't know if I would necessarily call them my spiritual parent uh-huh. because I'm a product of a long line of spiritual practitioners. So I was birthed through many, not any one specific individual. But I do acknowledge what I inherited through my mother and through my father. So what I would advise you to do is look into your lineage and then look into the lands in which your family kind of descends from. Uh-huh. And with that in mind, experiment with different, um, different things. Like I said, whether it be different herbs, different oils, um, you may even be able to come in contact with certain items that still carry the vibration of your lineage, family heirloom, things of that nature, to get in contact with these specific ancestors and, and receive questions. I've received the answers to certain questions. Does that kind of help you? Does that kind of give you an idea of what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not familiar with the concept of a specific parent for your spirit. Oh, okay. Other than the all. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Um, if that doesn't help you, let me know and I can go into depth. I'm really new to answering these kind of questions, like so broad. I don't know how to – I'm still learning how to put things to where people can kind of integrate themselves into it. I ha- I hate to give out information that is really custom to me specifically, because it might not work for you. Everybody oh, has their own spiritual temperament, and you have to experiment to find out what that is. So don't let someone limit you to just peeing in, 
uh, Asian, you know, don't let them box you into a time, Mm -hmm. a time frame, a region, or a group of people when looking for your essence. Because it can come from the most unlikely places. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope that helps you your name again. Oh, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm going to take another caller, and you're you're free to stay on the line. Um, Let me ask you this, though. Is there anything you do in your everyday that you would consider magic? Oh, well, uh, my whole life is pretty much in magic, too. I got a gift like that, like... uh, even dies in my family, it won't be long if I see my dream or something like that or feel things. But right now, I, I just started burning, like, spirit money. Okay. Okay, I'm hearing a lot of financial things that people are starting to do to kind of draw and attract money to them. So that's good. That's good that you feel that you have some type of influence other than physically you know, there's other things that you can tap into to draw these things to you. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to draw out and see if people are aware of what they're doing in their everyday practices that, you know, contribute to what goes on in their life on a metaphysical level, on, on a, you know, dealing with your magic and your energy. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's great to hear. Okay. Uh, you're welcome to stay on the line and listen. We're going to get some other callers in and, Kind of get some things going and see what else is going on out there in everyone's life and how that relates to everyday magic. So stay with us. I'm going to take Hello. another call. Um, 646. 646, are you here? Hello, 646. Okay, I'm going to move on to 678. 678. Hello. Are you on the line? Hello, hello? Hello. We're here, 678. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hello, greetings, sister. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Greetings, how are you, sis? I'm well. I'm well. It is wonderful to hear your voice. And it's the things that you're telling people, the wonderful advice comes from the heart. I want them to know that you are a genuine person, and they should listen with their ears to their spirit and their ears to their physical, because sometimes people, they don't really understand. They don't realize they needed understanding on just one part to reach what they need to reach. And, you know, I'm glad you tell them, some things that work for you don't work for others because everybody have their niche right. and they need to figure out what their niche is. Right. Um, maybe you can share with us something that you do. Well, one of the biggest things that I noticed that um, I like working with healing crystals, and I did some research about it on my own, and I like working mm-hmm. with plants mm-hmm. and herbs that are made because I have okay. an Indian and Asian background along with African-American background. And just like you were telling that gentleman, I had to go and search and figure out where th- these different things or why I have a um, liking to different things. Mother okay. Earth, you know, things with um, plants, um, the crystals, 
And I'm also looking into holistic healing prayers and, you know, with combination of modern medicine because you sometimes things are motivated by other things than just people that are really wanting to heal you, and you got to understand that. We've got to do a right. lot of research for right. ourselves and have knowledge and not take words from others. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting because that is very accurate, you know, and, and part of part of practicing magic is being aware, being aware of your surroundings, being aware of the people that you have in your life, and being aware of the influence that you have over all those things. And when you operate with purpose, that makes a really big difference, depending on what you're working with. You know, I'm going to go into something that I do. One of the things that um, I really like to work with are herbs, herbs and oils. I have a deep respect and fondness for the energy of our planet and the energy that lives in all things and the vibrations that those things give off. So um, I have a little something that I do. I collect rings. And we, um, I'm not going to say everyone, but there are many of us that are aware of the energy that flows through water and that is contained in water, different kinds of water. You have your spring water, you have your rain water, your ocean water, your sea water, different types of water. Um, I like to use sea water, which has been known for use when you're doing cleansings. You know, and also infusing, depending on the power and the energy that you put behind it. So you have some people um, that, let's say you have something negative with you. You're feeling way down with a lot of negative energy, or maybe you've come in contact with something and it just left you not feeling too, too balanced, or you may feel drained, like the gentleman was speaking of earlier, your power, something is messing with your power. One of the things that is suggested is that you take a salt water bath or you work with salt water to purify. So, um, you know, you can use, I guess you can get it at the supermarket. You can get um, salt, sea salt, if you're not able to get to the ocean and get salt water. And you can mix that with your bath water and you can soak in that um, I recommend what I do personally is I'll use incense to clear the energy in the room, to set the mood, to help me focus and concentrate. Um, I'll use candles also because of the energy that works with a particular candle, a particular color. And then I'll set up my bath water and I'll soak in that to cleanse that negative energy off of myself. I'll also have a separate container of salt water that I've prayed over and infused with my energy. And what I would like to, you know, have happen as a result of my prayer. And I'll infuse that into the water. I don't know if many people are um, familiar, but you can actually alter the state of water through talk, through what you invoke. And there's some literature on that, which I have to look where I place that. I'm, I'm pretty scattered when it comes to certain things, so bear with me. But there is a, a scientist who did studies 
with the water, and they show when you spoke certain things to the water, it kind of changed the composition of the water. So, of course, you know, negative and positive, what you spoke, uh, what you were feeling, that type of thing. So when I'm doing my separate cup of water, whatever I want to infuse it with, I'll speak over that water, and then I'll use that, and once I'm out of the tub, um, I'll, you know, kind of put that water on my crown. So I'm working with my crown chakra, and I'll work with my crown. Um, If it's maybe... um, matters of the heart, then I'll go with the uh, the heart area, with your heart chakra, things of that nature, and I'll put the water there. I don't wipe the water off. I kind of let myself air dry. That's just a part of my everyday magic. That's a little something that I do. You know, I also love basil. Basil, for me, I use when I'm doing either protection or I might even be doing something with money. I'm going to give you a little history of basil, um, just so you know. This is, again, this is part of everyday magic. There are things that surround us in our home. That's kind of what I'm touching on that you can use in your everyday ritual. Now, as you enter into high magic, it's going to get deeper. I'm not, it, it's way too early to start touching on stuff like that. Right now I'm just kind of trying to show people that, you know, there are things that surround us in our everyday routine, maybe in our home, at work, wherever, and you can use these things to kind of invoke what it is that you want to go on. You want to transform, transfigure the energy around you. You want to draw certain things to you. You want to send certain things away from you. So these are just little things that you can use, that I use every day to do that. So here's another thing. Anyway, it's basil. Okay, um, gender, masculine, planet, Mars, element, fire. Um, it works with different um, deities. Um, some of them are Vishnu and Erguli. Now, I don't particularly work with these deities, but I'm just giving you a little background here. This is coming out of a book I have by Scott Cunningham, and it's called Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Okay, so let me get back to this. Okay, magical uses. The scent of fresh basil causes sympathy between two people, and this is why it is used to soothe tempers between lovers. It is added to love incense and different pouches, and the fresh leaves are rubbed against the skin as a kind of natural love perfume. In Eastern Europe, it was once thought that a young man would love any woman from whose hand he accepted a spring of basil. So that's a little background on it. Let's see what else it, got. it has here. Um, basil can be used to diet, but only by a second party's help and without the dieter's knowledge. According to an ancient spell, a woman or a man, presumably, will not be able to eat a bite from any dish if basil has been secretly placed beneath it. Basil given as a gift brings good luck to a new home. I also use basil for protection. Basil is known to keep away negative energy or negative entities. So like myself, I'll place it in the corners of each room. I have basil over my front door. That's another use, you know, for basil. As you do research, 
you'll come across these common and different uses for basil and other herbs and other objects. Some cultures, they use iron. That's where the usage of putting a horseshoe over a door for good luck. You know, all these things as you research, as you start to look into different practices and different origins, you'll get the history of objects and you'll realize that there's so many things in your home that you can use to bring about the results that you want, you know, in your everyday endeavors. And then a lot of them are known as myths. A lot of them are known as fables. They come in the form of fables, different things. It's really going to be up to you to decipher what what it is that you think will work for you, what vibes with you. You know, what works for one person doesn't work for another person. And also in the case, unless you try these things, you're not really going to know. I don't recommend just going on word of mouth from others. You know, this is something that you're going to have to become engaged in, you know, and you have to discuss and, you know, and bring up your issues so that you don't operate in ignorance as well because a lot of us have been pre-programmed to, to not engage in certain things. And I personally feel that one of the reasons these things were um, programmed into us was so that a certain group would retain power over the rest. You know, just imagine how things would be if we all fully came into an understanding and a knowledge of just what it is that we could really accomplish through our own will, through, through, you know, just working with the things that are around you, raising your vibrations, acquiring knowledge, experiencing different things so that you can acquire wisdom. You know, this all really it really plays a part in um, you practicing magic, everyday magic, you know. And what, what one person chalks off as just a fluke or a coincidence, I personally, those are the things that I call magic. You know, what one person calls a miracle, another calls magic. So, you know, it's, it's really up to you, the practitioner, um, to to kind of get out there and feel your way out and see what it is that you can actually Javi? do. Yeah. Oh, I was just seeing if you were still there. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Courtney. Okay. Yeah. Hello. All right. Anyway, Hello? so getting back to the topic, does anyone else have anything? that they would like to share that maybe they do. So you say you do things for money to to attract wealth to yourself. I do certain things as well. And I don't want people to always get discouraged when it doesn't quite work out the way that you want. First thing I would recommend is that you don't limit yourself as to what it is that you want to draw to you, whether it be a certain amount or when you want it to come. You want to kind of put that energy out there that you're ready to receive abundance in whatever form, you know, and you don't want to limit yourself. Like you don't want to set your goal like, oh, $20, because maybe you're destined to get 10 times that amount. You know, so 
a lot of when you're dealing with your magic, if you're going to do it deliberately, you kind of want to be aware of your wording and your intention, and you kind of want to do it in a manner in which the universe can respond in a limitless form. You know, so don't try when you do your magic not to limit yourself to your own perception. Be aware that there are greater and bigger things out there, and you're willing to embrace and accept those things. Those are the things that you want to draw to yourself um, when dealing with protection. First of all, I advise everybody to do something for protection before you open yourself up to receive from anywhere, any venue. You know, so that's something else you might want to look into, different protection um, spells, different objects that invoke that type of energy that you can work with, that you can transfigure and, and put in place in those areas of your life that you want. The sister spoke earlier in the earlier show about me that I pray over my children. Um, camphor has been known for its protection pro- uh, properties. Um, so has patchouli. Uh, so has lavender. So these are different things that I might make my own oil and I'll use that to rub my children down with and myself. I might use that to rub on certain objects in the home, you know, for protection, just to keep that energy clean so as not to be a haven for negative energy. And that's really something good for you to think about if you're an empath or you're a psychic because we are constantly receiving from different entities and different people and just our environment. Do you want to have something in place to keep that balance going so that you don't become um, a product of all these different transmissions that are going on around you? That's something else to look in. Does anyone have anything else to add or a question to ask? Okay. Well, let's see. There's, um, There's a couple of authors that I like to work with. One of them is Nancy B. Watson, and the name of her book is Full Solitary Magic. I'm personally a very solitary person. Like I said, this whole um, doing a radio show is something that I'm embarking on because it's new to my life, and I've been called to it for quite some time, and I just recently decided that I was going to try my hand at it, you know, since it seems to be kind of in a direction that I'm going as I grow. But there are many of us that are solitary. Not everybody operates in a quote-unquote traditional coven or uh, a group of individuals that practice together. Me, myself, I'm more familiar with doing things on a solitary level because I really don't ascribe to everything as many people do. I study different things, but I don't adapt all theories wholeheartedly if they don't have a place within me. So I kind of take what I need and I leave the rest, and there are going to be many people that are not comfortable with that. So I cannot suggest myself, I'm subject myself energy. I'm used to operating on my own. But you find what's good for you, you know, and, um, and that's what you work with. But Nancy B. Watson, she is an amazing woman who studied for over 30 years 
different forms of magic, and not just magic. We're talking a combination of magic, psychology, science. She integrates a lot of things into her book, which I think many people would be able to relate to. A lot of her studies were done on, um, let me give you the authors of the book she studied, which I'm currently studying. One is Murray Hope, um, and another one is Dion Fortune. So you may want to look up those authors as well, um, you know, as far as learning more about magic and how to use it and its origins and things of that nature. Um, I think one of the books by Dion Fortune is Sane Occultism. Another book is Practical Greek Magic, and that's by Murray Hope. But like I said again, you know, if you're someone that's impartial, like you don't feel comfortable dealing with things of a European origin or vice versa, I recommend that you take what you need and you leave the rest. Because I usually find that there's some useful truth to everything. And it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking to be receptive to what you need, if you've put out there to the universe, I need help with this, I need help with that, um, usually the universe is a yes universe. Let me just say that. So unless you throw up the blocks, you're starting off with an automatic yes when you ask for something within reason, within universal harmony and balance. You know, so don't restrict yourself to studies because you don't agree with someone's ethnicity. Don't restrict yourself to studies because you don't agree with uh, maybe this person's personal choice of practice. Look more towards their information, their source, and things of that nature, and, and you'll find that you come into some other things. I see here that we have a caller, 813. Are you there, 813? Hi. How Hello. are you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um is there anything that you would like to share with us um, regarding maybe your knowledge of magic or how you practice it or just maybe what your interpretation of what it is? Um, well, I, I, I believe magic is, is kind of, I believe that we, we have the ability to, to kind of manipulate energy as it is, and I think that's what magic is. I believe that they're tools that we use to help us do it, but um, that's that's what I believe that magic is, just, just our energy, putting it out there and making it happen, learning how to project properly to make things um, mm -hmm. manifest physically. Do you do anything specific in your everyday routine in certain manners where you invoke magic? Um in in the mornings when I get up, depending on depending on depending on I mean I'm on the phone, sorry. Um, depending on what I have, you know, going on in the mornings, I'll get up and and say, you know, if I have a certain number of things to do, I'll I'll speak, um, you know, I'll say what I have to do and and how I'd like to have it done 
what, how I'd like for it to happen. And, and that's mm-hmm. it. I just, I think I like to go outside. I speak into the wind, um, to the trees and that kind of stuff. And, and I okay. believe that that helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot okay. of us do that. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know if everyone does it with that powerful intent behind it because they may not be aware of just how functional that can work for them. Yeah. But, you know, we are surrounded by symbols. Mm-hmm. And and I guarantee you that these symbols are powerful things because they're used by our government. They're used through media. They're used in advertising. Symbolism really plays a big part when you're doing your magic. You know, and I always try to tell people, um, try to, you know, use symbols, different things around you that help you to focus and channel mm-hmm. what it is that you would like to accomplish. It, and I think that's where the confusion comes in because a lot of people assume that when we use symbols, we're worshiping those things. When that's yeah. not what it is, we're using those things to channel, to focus. The same way you're sitting down and you're watching a commercial and next thing you know, you're going out to buy that object. That was magic going on right there. You see, that was a manipulation of the energy and consciousness. And it mm-hmm. put you into motion. And it brought about a certain action, which in return brings about a certain result. So magic is really a practical thing. Not so much um, how maybe Hollywood would put it out there, what we've kind of mm-hmm. said what magic is, and I think that's why a lot of people are so quick to brush it off or, you know, try to discredit it because they're thinking that we're really running around, you know, trying to hop on a broom and go flying or we're trying to turn <laughs> someone into a frog, you know, just silliness. And that's not really what magic is. You know, and you just stated a perfect example of how you channel it and how you use it to influence your day. I guarantee you, no matter what object you're using, no matter what symbol you're using, no matter what um, substance you're using, if you don't have deliberate intent behind it, it does not have that power to bring about what it is that you want. You know, you have to be very much aware of what it is, and I advise you to try not to bring the spirit of fear into the picture when you're deciding what it is that you want. Because that's when you're probably more likely to have a mishap in your in your day and in, in what it is that you're trying to do. One of the you know, things that I'm I'm trying to work on for me is is anger. Um my temper and mm-hmm. my mouth have um okay. sometimes you know it it I do things and and sometimes I get so angry and and I say things out of anger and I wind up having to deal with the consequences of whatever it is that I've I've said or or you know whatever direction I've channeled my right. energy in and that's one of the things that I have to I'm I'm working on I'm getting better but I'm not there yet 
Are there any specific substances that you use um, when trying to get a hold on your emotions? Because I'm aware of certain crystals out there, you know, that can help you. There are different scents. It's kind of trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, when what um what I've been taught to do as 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 far as getting you know the control of myself when I, I I'm out of control is um I haven't worked with a lot of crystals but okay. I use um it's it's the the ground eggshells you can get it like at the the Spanish botanicas the cascaria mm-hmm. is white. If yes. a lot of times if I if I put like a little bit of that on the top of my head and I just lay down and you know, I have to sit down and, and sometimes I sit in front of my ancestor shrine or I just lay in bed and try to to close my eyes and meditate and that kinda helps me. But I haven't done a lot of work I'm, with I'm familiar um, with that. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with Gakaria. Um, which to a lot of you, so you know, gakaria is actually eggshells, mm-hmm. dried eggshells. So you can purchase it or you can make your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what you'll probably be doing is letting them dry out and gra- grinding them down to a powdery substance. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the idea of making your own. There's a book called um, 5,000 Spells by Judica Ilks, and... Mm-hmm. Um, she actually gives you Judica Ills, or you can say Isles. I'm not quite sure of the pronunciation. But in this book, 5,000 Spells, she gives you the recipe on how to make your own. She also gives you the recipe in that book for your own Florida water. Both things are used okay. to, to um, you can kind of use them. Like I dress my door with Cacaria, which again is the eggshells, mm-hmm. and I dress my door. That's, when I dress my door, and I say my own personal prayer chant. It's to keep things and people with ill intent towards me and mine from entering into my home and to mm-hmm. make the energy in it very inhospitable to those entities. Yeah. You know, and I also invoke the power that before you come through the door, you kind of leave the negative on the other side of the door. Yeah. So that's one of the uses I do with Sakaria. Some people also, for protection, they'll put it on their crown or they'll put it on the soles of their feet, mm-hmm. you know, and they speak what it is that they want um, with the Sakaria. Yeah. So you have the same thing with the Florida water. It can be used in both ways. Some people even use the Florida water for blessing an object or blessing a person or blessing a home. Yeah, I don't know if you're um, familiar I with that, but I did want to tell you, um, mm-hmm. one of the stones you may want to work with is Dalmatian Jasper, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like a protective and nurturing stone, but it's very good when dealing with negative thinking, depression, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So you may want to look into, there's many other, you know, different crystals and stones, but with you, the energy I'm I'm picking up... I think that Dalmatian Jasper would work very good with you. So maybe when you're at your altar of your ancestors, you might want to have that with you. Or you can um, just keep it on your persons. 
I'm gonna you know. I'm gonna look for it and I'm gonna I I usually sometimes what I what I might do is I I probably maybe get a couple of pieces and I keep one at the table and I'll keep one in my mm-hmm. purse. Okay, that that's great. Oh, you you see that's the magic in you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the divine self in you, instinctually saying do this or do that. You know, and again I'm gonna tell you you have a lot of people that say. This is not real. This is fake. This is, you know, a bunch of silly talk. But they're actually invoking things in their life on an everyday basis, be it through their choice of religion, be it a tradition that was handed down through their elders. They just don't regard it as magic. They take it for granted, or they've never stopped to think about the metaphysical implications of what it is that they're doing. Yeah. Why are they using that particular herb in that recipe? Why are you burning that particular incense besides the fact that you like to smell? Um, why do you do it at that particular time? One of the ways to, to kind of become aware uh, if you're working with magic is think about the behavior that you use when you're going through certain situations not necessarily negative ones, just in general. What behavior is brought about through different situations in your everyday workings? You know, myself, um, I was taught to use sage quite a bit in the kitchen, right? And, and mm-hmm. what it comes out later, what are the properties of sage? Purification, cleansing. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't taught that, oh, this is the energy that works with this particular herb. I was just told to use it when I'm doing certain things. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends that are of the Christian faith. Why why did the three kings choose frankincense? Why did they choose myrrh? Mm-hmm. Why do we spiritualists work with frankincense and myrrh? Why, when you go to church, do you light a candle? Why do we light candles? when we're doing certain magic. You see, we're not so different. You're doing it under another mentality. But we're working the same magic. We're drawing things to us or repelling things. We're sending up our prayers via the energy of fire, you know, the atmosphere. It's just different things. Why do you get baptized in water? What the heck is that about? You know, I ask people, like, really? Do you really think we're that different? You can, you're going to get dunked. You're going to have your child dunked under the water. Why would you do that? What is it about this water? Why not sand? Why not dirt? Why not sugar? Why not salt? Ask yourself <laughs> You know, this is everyday magic. You know, yeah. I know Muslims. I used to be of the Muslim faith. Why do we make ritualistic called wudu? But why did we have to cleanse ourselves in a certain way at certain times of the day. And it had to be in mm-hmm. a very specific manner. That's a ritual. That's what we call ritual. Yeah. You see, so where did that ritual come from? Most religions that I've come in contact with and that I've studied consist at least 50% of ritual. It's true. 
You know, um, but with, I, if we don't operate under the guise of that religion, that we're doing something evil. You know, so you have to think yeah. about that. Why would we be taught that? Is it because those that have the right knowledge, they want to retain the power? The more powerful we become, the more confident we become, the more aware that we become of what it is, of what we can invoke, what we can bring about, our control over the situation, that kind mm-hmm. of takes away from them. It takes away from that institution. So a lot of knowledge is kept purposely from us to keep us in a place where we are always looking to something or someone else for that power or that result. That's true. Ashe, uh, greetings again. I'm back, and I'm just Ooh, loving what I'm listening to. I'm loving what I'm listening to, but, you know, um, it... Uh, when you was talking about Cascaria, you know, it's very important in the Yoruba uh, tradition as well because Cascaria is what we use to paint ourselves when we want Obatala or we want good messages. We paint ourselves white to get a clearing to allow Obatala, which is the Orisha or the force of nature, which is light bringing the consciousness of goodness to the planet. And uh, Obatala is definitely one of the energies that Yoruba people, and I'm a Yoruba priestess, I do invoke when I use the uh, Kaskaria. As a matter of fact, it's called something else, uh, it's called Efum, and uh, Yoruba practice. So... You know, I'm I'm listening to you, and you said you put it on your head, and I say mm-hmm. that it's very good for you because it gives you a clear understanding, and it takes away all headaches and all that that uh, burden us. the the pro- mm-hmm. the the pro- problem is is that uh, when we get it taken from us, most of us pick it back up instead of letting it go. And and I think that everyday magic is when you invoke something, if you do something, if you ritualize something, and you say, I want to let this go, you cannot then pick it up again because then you have to invoke something else. So you're really uh, hurting yourself. So now you're talking about psychology. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we have someone else on the line. Can you introduce yourself? Hello? Yes. Uh, yes, my name is Sean. Reading, Sean. Yes, uh, I was actually uh, a little concerned about it. See, um, I have a best friend. Um, her name is Marcella. And uh, I have an aunt named Nadia. And um, <laughs> as far as... Uh, <laughs> as far as... Um, okay. Yes, as far as uh, magic is concerned, um, pretty much what I'm getting to is that's pretty much a commitment. Am I not right? Well, everything is a commitment. Living is a commitment. But to use magic is no commitment to anyone. Everybody uses it every day whether or not they understand it or believe it. You you don't have to make a commitment to anyone to use magic. 
you you only have to be aware of the power within yourself to use the divine self. So, yeah, so do you believe that it's a choice? It is a choice, but some people do make commitments to empower or make stronger their magic. So they'll make a commitment, say a woman that wants to have a baby, she may make a commitment to uh, dedicate her baby to to Jesus if she prayed to God for her to have a baby. Or she may make a commitment to, uh, you know, uh, Voodoo or Ifa or whatever, you know, uh, practice that you use in Wiccan. She may make a promise to the goddess for blessing her with a baby. So it really okay. depends on the individual, but it's not necessarily a requirement. And it also depends on what you're choosing to work with. Because there are certain energies that do require something from the person that's calling on those energies. You know, just the same with those that work with deities. You know, for them, they feel that there are certain rituals and things and offerings that they have to do when working with those um, those deities or those entities. It really, so you have to be aware of what it is you're working with. The commitment is for you. Why are you working with this and what are you willing to put in? What are you committed to do to bring about the results, you know, that it is that you're looking for? Uh, EF, we actually have like a minute left. Time went so fast. I know. I mean, if you want to now, will stay the show, on. Can the show continue even after yes, the broadcast? Yes, the show can stopped? continue. Yes, but people who are listening online will be cut off. People that are on the lines will still be on the line. So the show okay. is not ended. Okay, so again, if you're if you're listening via the internet through your computer, you're gonna be cut off in about thirty seconds. I'm sorry, Tom went so fast. Um, we'll get some more things again next week. <laughs> Once again, as I get more comfortable and more familiar with this, it'll be more organized, and we'll probably be more efficient in sharing specifics and things of that nature. I want to thank you for joining the show. Everyone else, just stay on the line. Excuse me. And we can continue to have this discussion. Ashe, love and light to all those who tuned in tonight. And hope to hear from you again next week. Peace. Now, for everybody else online, we can continue to have the discussion. Um, There's something else I wanted to say. Um, I, again, I particularly don't practice any religion in its totality, but I'm pretty sure that there are facets of my life and the things that I do that come from a little bit of everything that I've ever learned and and all that I descend from, my ancestors and their practices and things of that nature. Bring your individuality to whatever it is that you do. You have to make sure you do that. Do not relinquish your identity. You shouldn't have to relinquish your identity to embrace 
power. Power is something that's natural. It's, it's, it's like what's around us. You know, we're surrounded by power. We come from power. We live off of power. Scientifically, spiritually, you know, so it's about you tapping in and being able to challenge yourself as far as growth and what you can do and what it is that you want to do. And that will constantly be changing as you evolve and grow. So just be prepared. Leave yourself open for growth. You know, with with um, magic, Ia touched on a couple of things where now we're incorporating psychology. Always use common sense when you're doing things. You know, just because you may be operating on the spiritual realm, still use common sense. If you're doing astral projection, if you're doing lucid dreaming, all these things you want to enter in with common sense. And don't let anybody or any book, anyone's theory, interpretation of, of what's going on um, hinder your ability to think in a situation when you're dealing with magic. You know, so just try to keep that in mind. I just wanted to put that out there because so many of us, we become engulfed with the whole idea of, oh, my God, I did that. I didn't know I could do that. Well, what else can I do? And then we start researching and we come in contact with everyone's interpretation, their perception of their practice of magic, and you can quickly lose yourself. Same as with religion. You can lose your identity when you're dealing with these things. And that's something you don't want to do. That's when you start running the club. You know, I, just, I wanted to put that out there. I want everybody to keep that in mind. Listen to show or whatever the case may be. Don't abandon yourself because it's not popular consensus, you know, your particular thought or practice. Stay true to you, or to yourself, rather, you know. Ia, anything else you wanted to share? Yes, I definitely wanted to see if Sean was still on the phone and see if we answered his question about his friend Marcella, because um, <laughs> clearly I agree. We used um, uh, common sense. We, we use stuff, but oftentimes people that know more than us will try to take our power because they know more than us. But the reality is that we all have the inner divine within us, and we represent the best that the Creator has put on earth. And every generation is better and better as we become more aware of who we are. So we are creators. So we have to be careful what we create because there are repercussions. If you are getting into everyday magic saying, yeah, I'm going to mess somebody's life up, be careful. That's a trap that you set for yourself because your life is going to get messed up. So, you know, I know that, um, you know, even for my daughter's younger you know, the use of magic, I always caution them and harm the nut because when you start exerting your power, and we do come with gifts. Some of us are uh, 
telekinesis uh, powers. We can move things with our minds. Some of us are uh, mind readers. Some of us are mediums for the ancestors. And as soon as we look at a person, their ancestors tell us something to tell us. So there is different gifts. So we have to be aware of what our special gifts are and be responsible with it. Yes, definitely. Okay. <clears throat> definitely. So you because are going to analogy for people. You can't, you can't keep someone in prison without you being in prison with them. So if your intent is to do and keep a negative vibe and energy going, and in the case of maybe someone else, that's going to permeate to a degree into your life. So you need to be aware of that. It's, again, common self, common sense, and acting responsible in the things that you do. You know, what's comfortable for one may not be comfortable for others. Um, I do to an extent believe in like, um, let's say you do negative to me, I'll send your negative back to you in certain cases. In other cases, I'll just send it about its way, you know, and send it off. But um, everything has its way of working its way back to its source anyway. You can hasten this. You may add to it. You know, it depends on you, but be responsible and know what it is that you're doing because it's really not a game. Again, that whole Hollywood facade, it's not really a game. This is really something serious. This affects our lives. It affects those we love. It affects our environment, the world, people around us. So you don't want to deliberately be a source of chaos and negativity. There are those, however, that that is their specific function, so know yourself. For me personally, I'm not a source of chaos and negativity. I don't really work with that, you know, but I am aware of those out there that are going to be true to their nature, and they are chaos. They are discord, and they have their purpose. So part of being able to practice your magic is knowing your purpose, knowing who you are and why you're here, and then being true to you and developing that. Ms. Nadia? Yes. Uh, may I ask you one more question? Sure. Um, as far as friendship is concerned, um, how how would you what would you recommend for a friendship, like a very close friendship, to be? I guess you can say upgraded. So you want to go friends to being being more on an intimate level? Um, yes. Okay, well, there are certain herbs that I would work with. Let me say this first. (laughs) I don't believe there's any such thing as a love potion. Okay, I don't think you can't, I don't think you can invoke something that's not there. It's not really that. Love is not something that can be faked. It can be lied lied about, but it can't be faked. So now, if you want to enhance something that already exists. So if, if there's a common affection that's already there between you and the person, 
Um, there's different things that you could work with. One of the things that I recommend is patchouli. Um, one of the other substances that I would recommend is um, Lang Lang. Um, gosh, um, I would recommend Honey. as far as there are stones you could work with. There are like amethyst. There are um, rose quartz. Rose quartz. Uh, ruby. Honey. Right now, if we're going to go into other substances, there's honey. Like, um, okay, let's say I'll give you a, a little ritual. I would put you and that person, write down your names and your birthdays, I would put that in a jar. And I would add honey. I would add sugar. I would add uh, probably a rose, rose petals. I would add Lang Lang, and I would kind of meditate and infuse that jaw with the energy and intent that I want, but I would be very specific in saying that if it is the will of the other person, because you don't want to do things where you're manipulating someone else's free will. You want to respect that individual and their thought and feeling process. So whenever you're doing rituals that involve other people, um, asking the universe for permission and balance to just enhance and bring into uh, fruition a feeling that should already be there. As you know, I do spiritual work for people, and I've been asked by someone like to bind an individual to them, which I would always say that's a bad move. You know, like, are you sure that this person loves you and they want to be tied to you? Because if not, people have what I call an allergic spiritual reaction. And sometimes it's violent and volatile. So you want to be very careful when you're talking about manipulating uh, emotions with another individual. You know, but those things that we named, that's some of the stuff that you can do. You can burn certain incense. You know, you can get that at your local metaphysical shop or, or botanica or whatever. They have plenty of incense and oils specifically geared for that. And you can you can kind of burn that, you know, and do de- different things. I would advise you to meditate it and what you, meditate on it and also think of what's the what's the problem that you're not at that stage because there are also rituals to remove obstacles. And if you remove those obstacles, you don't have to worry about doing a a love spell or attraction spell. Once you remove the obstacles, this is what I recommend, removal of the obstacles and let nature take its course. Okay. Okay. So you might want to start there. And and let me just say this, that you need to start with honesty and you need to tell her your feelings and what you hope to um, develop with her so you may not have to do anything but merely talk to her about your feelings and about her feelings and whether or not this is something that can be, you know, pursued further because you may put all this energy in, and if it's not to be, it's not to be. All you'll do is uh, stop her free will from happening, and then as 
Nadia said, is going to have uh, devastating effects, you know. So be careful. Be careful. Fire is hot and it will burn you. And whenever we do a, a love spell, we are seeking to bring that passion forward in our lives. And, you um, can also do things to yourself to enhance yourself, to draw um, affection to you. You know, again, you just want to be be sure that you're drawing genuine affection. You don't want obsession. You don't want to be looking for companionship and you end up with a stalker. So be, behind, that's what I'm talking about as far as, and you brought it up, being committed. Um, be committed to what it is that you want. Be specific in your intent. Act for, uh, like, balance in the situation, wisdom as far as knowing um, the best way and how to go about it and what you're going to work with. You know what I'm saying? So even if you don't have a specific individual in mind, there are things you can wear. There are things that you can invoke. There are materials that you can put around your home. There are oils, different things you can bathe with that you can rub yourself down with. You know, there are spells you can do with mirrors. There are so many different things, you know, if you want to work with magic and you kind of just experiment and see when you hit, when you find that one thing that resonates and vibrates with you, you're going to see results. You know, you're going to see results. So you got to kind of just explore and, and study and research, you know, like trial and error, trial and error with anything. You know, but you may have a natural ability that you're born with, you know, that you can just call upon. Some people have it, some people don't. But this is something that only you can know, you know, making right. a decision. But be sure in, in what it is. And be sure about the person because sometimes we want things that are not good for us. You know, right. so it's be balanced in your choice and then be balanced in your practice, you know. But there are a lot of substances out there that can aid you in this. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for your, uh, for your suggestions and for your uh, your wisdom. You're welcome. I say, I say I hope we hope. <laughs> you know, I got to say so it I know I keep saying it. It's weird because... This is really new for me, so I'm still, like, nervous. I have that nervous energy. And I don't know if I'm getting you're to doing fine. Don't in the way that it. I would like. Mm, you know, you're doing fine. Don't worry about it. No, you're, no, actually, I can say from just by listening, because this is my first time listening, and it's really helping me out. I'm glad because I, I don't fancy myself a teacher. I want to say that I am not a teacher. I am just sharing. But I am. Okay, <laughs> but I'm not. I am sharing my um, my understanding or understanding of these things and how they work in my life. You know, and I'm here to share with anyone who, you know, is inquiring as to how they can do certain things. 
And hopefully we're bridging the gap that's between, that's like my main goal. I, I hate to think that we are separated as people out of fear or ignorance of something else. You know, I would hate to think that someone is not embracing their innate abilities to bring about and invoke things because they've been misinformed or they're scared. You know, so this forum is not so much a place for me to teach as it is for all of us to share and learn and grow. And it'd be, you know, come in the spirit of love, come in the spirit of peace, and just talk and exchange. As the show progresses, I'll get more in rhythm and I'll be able to disclose more because I'll be more comfortable. I'm used to doing things in a very solitary setting when I do readings, when I do healings, when I do channeling, when I make products for people. This is, it's really just me. So this is kind of new to me, and I know it's new to some of you as well. You know, so I ask that we grow together, we learn together, you know, and we become empowered individually and as a group because there really is strength in numbers. You know, so I wanted to to know that we have the option when we want to come out of our, our little cave and we want to come down into the town or the village and mingle and mix and learn, there is a place that you can do that. And hopefully Everyday Magic will be that place. We'll grow into that. We're in our infant stage and we're growing. You know, usually I work individually and solitarily with certain things. Right. So with that said, you know, contact you can contact me through Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhar on Facebook. Um, if you wanna further inquire about what it is that I do, what I can do for you, um, or how I can just help you in general, you can also contact through Facebook the Yoruba House of Worship. That's another place where you'd be able to get in contact with me or there are others also in the Yoruba House of Worship that are mediums and psychics, and um, they do different readings and a lot of different services. So that's another place that you can come. You can come to me directly. You can go to the Yoruba House of Worship. Do you want to add anything to that, Ian? Well, I just want to say that we are all learners on this planet, and we can learn from even the tiniest baby. And that's why this is an opportunity to share and learn from each other. That um, everyday magic is a form to come and just feel the love and know that this is a loving offering to the universe to make people empowered so that we can change the universe and that the people that are the... 98% can have more power and and use that power judiciously so that the world is a better place for all children. Well, like I said earlier, uh, I greatly appreciate all you guys' help, and um, I hope you guys have a good night. Thank you. We appreciate you. Call it in. Hopefully we'll hear from you next week. Or we'll be here if you ever want to call in and 
join in the fellowship and share. You're welcome. Love Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. to everyone that's called in this evening or that's listening, sending out positive energy, positive vibrations, um, continue to grow, continue to learn, and bring that knowledge here to this forum and share so that we can learn and grow as a group and come into our own power, you know, and take control of the things in our life that we think we don't have any influence over. So that's what we're about. Thank you for calling in. Ia, I'm glad you were able to return. Um, I, say, I just want to say uh, Mary Hope is one of my favorites. Oh, great. Birmingham, these are things that I cut my eye teeth on in the 80s when I oh, started. okay, okay. So, yeah, Mary Hope, um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm studying... Um, her works, like I said, Judica uh, Ills or Isles, depending on how you pronounce it. You said what? Um, oh, uh, yes. Um, Nancy B. Watson. Nancy B. Watson is another person. Scott Cunningham. A lot of good works. Um, one of my favorites is Anna Riva. I love Anna Riva's work as well. It's just so many. We're going to get into them. I have an abundance of, and we can go anywhere from vibrational medicine to um, we're going to be doing herbs, um, just different things. There's, there's a lot of stuff out there, touching on alchemy. And, or, but, you know, this stuff comes later on. I just want us to become more familiar with each other as a community. You know, there's also um, Raven Wolf. I like her work. You know, so there's a lot of stuff out, you know, for if you want to just get out there and do some basic research. And there's something for everyone. So you'll find what vibrates with you. You know, but love and light, family. Good night. Love and light, goddess. O double. O double. Until we speak again. <laughs>